Hello, everybody. This is Bart Sharp with Becoming Quantum Conscious at United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 107.7 and 105.3, recording or broadcasting out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana. And of course, we are worldwide all over the place, all over the world. And we just welcome those people in other countries. Uh, uh, we'll say, welcome to the United States. Uh, but anyway, I, I don't want to cause any fur with that. <laughs> just being fun. So uh, today, also, I wanted to mention that we are on Roku, Facebook, and YouTube, and other platforms. So you can catch us not only on television, but on radio and, of course, on the United Public Radio Network website. So all of those are available to you. And today we have Peter Craig. That's I get it right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Um, and Peter is retired. And, you know, it's really funny what people do in their retirement. You know, and it's really good to cause trouble and get into trouble in good ways, that good trouble type of stuff. And I think that kind of explains Peter Craig and that he uh, he took a class from uh, the Dowser. Um, oh, gosh, Raymond Grace. Yep. And uh, of course, Raymond was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And uh, started his own journey into healing with dowsing. And um, it's just been this journey of healing. In fact, the uh, title of this uh, show is Transformational Healing uh, at the Higher Levels of the Gods, which gives you a little bit of a clue where we're going today way, way out there beyond. And when I first met Peter, (laughs) it was beyond my imagination where he works. Uh, And at the same time, I'm giving everybody all of these hints about where we're going today. By the time I left Peter's presence, I was so expanded into other realms and realities that I had never been before. And very few people can expand me like that because I do this type of work all the time of going into other realms, realities, um, and activating this stuff in my uh, body. This is what I do for fun in retirement. But when you describe you, How would you describe yourself, Peter? Well, I'm primarily an exorcist. I trace down evil energies in the various dimensions, in the various realms, and I heal by basically deleting out these evil or neutral energies and allowing the body to heal. Our body has built-in program to heal itself if you get rid of all of this other stuff. Wow. And you do this through dowsing. Yes. And and what you've also told me is that you're Christian. You very much have a big faith in God. You're not a psychic. 
You're a very practical, sensical guy, logical, so to speak. And yet you have gone into these other realms. And maybe the first question is, well, how did you get the curiosity or the knowledge to know how to go out there? Well, I come from a scientific background and this basically means I have a questioning mind. And I discovered a couple years into my dowsing that I could ask questions and get answers. Now the dowsing gives you a yes or a no. And by asking questions, I can get an answer. But the problem is, if you don't know the question, how can you get the answer? And sometimes this takes me a quite a while. See, this is a no, and this is a yes. This is tearing down negative energy. And that would be counterclockwise? Counterclockwise, and this is building up good energy. So I use the pendulum to get my answers. All right. And just keep asking questions and keep asking questions. And this is how I got to where I am today. Wow. And so did you begin by maybe exploring a text like what you learned in church, like the Bible? Uh, so a lot of the stuff I do um, kind of complements the Bible. And what I'll do is, is, is this true? And then I'll go back to the Old Testament and see how do I get a positive response or a negative response? And most of what I do is getting all positive. Mm. Wow. So that's a good way to read literature by asking questions about what you are reading and really getting specific with the question about how you understand it. And then you get a yes or no to the relevance of it. And then you ask more questions. <laughs> and that's one thing, great thing about you is you're very curious and very observant and it's all in your intellectual thing. And, and you say that you're not psychic, but there's also this, you know, bleeding over into intuition that questions maybe just pop up that surprise you. Yeah, that, that's true. Sometimes an idea will pop into my head and then I'll, in quotes, go down the rabbit hole as far as it takes. And where that question came from, I have no idea. Mm. Some of us call that intuition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun world. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it's wonderful seeing how people do it. I, I brought my uh, pendulum today, which is the Raymond Grace Bullet. Uh, a friend of mine bought this for me uh, a couple of years ago, and I never really started using it much until recently. And I was just kind of guff god how accurate it is and how fast it is. So. Um, you know, Raymond would say on the show, if we had 10,000 dowsers doing healing work, we would change the world. 
How do you, how do you think about that concept? I think that's a good concept. The problem is I don't know how many people would be capable of dowsing in the higher realm. Uh, that which is that is my issue. I haven't found anyone so far that is doing what I'm doing. And I have issues with dowsing in, in what I call the lower realm where Raymond Grace was able to, uh, a man had a field that he fertilized with Roundup and he was able to change it to fertilizer. I can't do that. I have to know the negative energy. I have to, if I can define the negative energy, I can delete it. Mm. And, and, you know, both of you are kind of blue collar type of guys. Uh, and Raymond is uh, very much a blue collar <laughs> type of guy, <laughs> diplomatically speaking there. And, and you too, I mean, you, you worked, you worked out in, uh, out in your profession, a very practical lifestyle. And yet you're somehow guided to this realm of working in the higher realms. So it really comes to that question. It's like, what's your role like working in the higher realms? What? Can you just describe that a little uh, bit? Well, as I've transitioned from working from what I'm going to call the spiritual world, which I'm going to call the astral realm, there's a realm above them there that's called the God realm. And there's a realm above there called the second God, third God, and it goes on at infinitum. But I was working in the lower realms and then gradually somehow I discovered the God realm. And I discovered that most of the work that I'm doing is based on the God realm or higher and that's when I basically, I had to, I had a lot of uh, stuff to work out where it goes against my Christian faith. It's I'm my parental teaching. This is not, um, you know, it's the devil's work and all of that. And finally, it took me several years to get over it. And now I'm really accustomed up there and I don't question and but it's it screws with your mind i have trouble with uh, memory uh shifting between these various realms that i'm going to call for instance the astral is a realm the god is a realm and these higher up energies are realms and in in them there is multiple dimensions uh but it, uh, I have trouble with memory. I tend to get really tired after I've had a dowsing session. And um, yeah, I think that's basically it. I, I kind of have a theory with that because I've done, I've done some work with, with Peter. We, we have a group that got together and, and Peter led us and we supported that energetically. So he would kind of, have more plugged in energy from other people because when you have people in a group, it just gives you more power. And the more power you have, of course, the bigger and farther you can go. And um, 
I expand out into these worlds a lot. I, I, I do work as a shaman and go into other people's worlds. And I work with some people that are really way out there. And yet I was overwhelmed energetically after it was done. I had stretched way farther than I had ever expected, uh, which is really interesting because this guy proclaims that he's not a big time psychic or intuitive, but yet energetically he goes into these realms far beyond. And maybe that's kind of the power of dowsing, the power of curiosity and questions perhaps. Well, I use the dowsing as a tool. Uh, and that's basically what it is. Until just recently, I've always used a nut on a string. Yeah. And then this is a hematite stone that I was told I needed to switch to. Mm. But you don't need anything fancy to douse. I like, I like the nut, personally. Yep. It was totally unique. <laughs> just like... The bullet. The bullet. <laughs> but a lot of people really get into having fancy crystals and different things and gold. And some of the the pendulums are able to put uh, substances in them that you're testing for in mm -hmm. people. But the basic thing is the dowsing is a tool. And you can use a bobber that swings up and down. You can actually, and what I use oftentimes if I'm in public is I will lean forward on a yes, lean backwards on a no. And the other thing I have is the ability, which took me a while to figure out, is I can douse by breathing. There are, the breathing sequences change for a yes and a no. Wow, I haven't heard and, that. And... Uh, it took me a while to get it consistent, but now it's working real well. But when energies jump into me, I get knocked out of that capability, and that tells me there's something going on, and I need to go after it. And another way, I, I had this notebook here because I'll show another way, because these are all great dowsing techniques and tools, but you can rub your hand like this, and if you say, like, my name is Bart, it gets stuck. But if I say, my name is Craig, it doesn't because my name is not Craig. And there's a galvanic response that happens from your fingers when you just rub it on a slick circus like this notebook and it will get a response. And it really brings me to a question. When you are dowsing and you're getting an answer, what are you getting the answer or this? What is the source that that answer comes from? I have no idea. Oh, come on. Well, <laughs> well, you know, this gets to an interesting question. Uh, because I regard myself as an exorcist, the thing that I, the questions that get taken to me is, oh, what is your religious affiliation? Are you a priest? Are you a, what is, what version of God has sanctioned you? And the answer is, I am not of God. I am of the next level up and I call him or it divine source. And so 
compared to the average Christian who is a follower of Christ, I am a, a um, how shall we say it? I am an agent. an agent. I am working for divine source to heal this world because there are energies that have come in that these divine source, Father God, that have come into this world and are making all of these changes. And these two, I call it our God beings, can't detect them. Mm. And somehow I was given that ability to detect them. I've got angels um, standing behind me. There's one of them that goes up to the 970th level of God that is capable of detecting them. And he has, after I think two years, sent me down an angel that gives me information. So I can take a topic uh, and is there anything here? And they'll get a yes or a no answer. If there's something there, mm -hmm. then I have to define what of like the seven or eight versions of antimatter or the seven or 12 versions of matter is there if i can get it defined i can get it eliminated wow and um so so this kind of gives an answer to that question i was kind of sparking you on when you do dows of course the obvious thing is that you're connecting with your body's mm -hmm. infinite energy and mine reads as a yes on that one but also We'll just ask this. Also, energies that you are connected to through where your awareness goes. So if you're connected to the earth a lot, like Raymond Grace at is, you're probably pulling a lot from earth energy. Maybe that's how he was able to do that transformative work with that alfalfa field and take and transform the round drop into fertilizer. But you're also getting a lot of your source uh, awareness from angels. Yes. And that reads. It's cool. I'm going to ask this other question. Since <laughs> we're having fun here, is it beyond angels? Well, when you that's, get up to, that's the, weird. It's still. to the higher levels, much beyond the, the first God level and the divine source. Um, well, I'll start at the lower levels. There mm -hmm. is a law that says every being that goes into the physical realm must be either male or female. And that includes Jesus, and that includes the Holy Spirit. When you get up above the so, first God realm. So what is the Holy Spirit, by the way? The Holy Spirit is a female equivalent of Jesus. And it is more of the thinking variety, planning variety. And Jesus is more of a messenger Okay. Well, that's interesting. 
uh, concept of, you know, the masculine is, is the messenger putting it into action and the female is more of the being. Thinking and planning and do and directing Jesus what to do. Wow. So in quotes, divine feminine, divine masculine. So would you have any theories about, and, and once we, uh, we had to remind everybody that Peter is an empiric, empir, empirical thinker. Uh, and so if the evidence isn't there, he doesn't go woo-woo on us and go, oh, my intuition says this. It's like, no, the empirical evidence is in my dowsing. And if I don't get that, it's not going to happen. Or it's not, I can't really verify that that's, is that a good way to describe it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Just wanted the audience to be clear. And why I bring this up is because there's a lot of people that are, they, they don't know what their intuitive skills are uh, and they would like to know. And Peter may be a great role model for you uh, in that he has just been curious and he practices a lot. You you told me you practice like or you not practice you you interact because you know practicing means that you haven't got it and you definitely got it. Um, you interact two to four hours a day. Did you tell me that? And that's correct. My checklist is like seventy six pages long, and my second checklist is twenty pages long. And it takes two to four, sometimes six hours to go through the list and find mm. out where all the issues are and get rid of them. Sometimes if there's nothing there, I'm through in an hour and a half. Wow. If you don't mind sharing what that is, I would love to hear that. But I want to ask you this question first about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, excuse me, with being feminine. And can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, there's a whole sequence of uh, laws. Now, we, we've got the commandments, you know, the Ten Commandments, and there are actually 31 commandments and an auxiliary uh, called Virtue Powers, and there are approximately some somewhere around 50, 60 laws. Uh, for instance, there's the law of vibration. And the law that I used is there's a law of dissonance. If I can specify the exact vibrational energy of this evil, I can delete it. And you would call evil dissonance? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Just curious. And the thing is, is if you don't quite get to that exact frequency, you attract evil. And then you also have the ability to put out a positive mm -hmm. energy, you attract that. So has that happened to you that you've attracted things that kind of mess with you from time uh, to time? Oh, well, I have attracted lots of energies. <laughs> That weren't nice to me. Oops. And so 
the work to do that, just to make sure I'm clear, is you continually have to find the positive energy that would be neutralizing to the thisness. In other words, you'd have to get yourself up to that level, whatever that is. Am I mm -hmm. getting that right? Well, you're, it's kind of hard to say. If I can define the energy and I'm working with frequencies and God only knows what some of these frequencies are, but I can define it as, uh, and then what I do is it, it's real simple. I find the energy, I bind the energy, which keeps the energy from going anywhere, which a lot of them will find it, bind it, cover it, and this gets critical, you know, think of a two-dimensional graph, oscilloscope that's, you know, fluttering up and down. Now think of a bottle brush, which is now three-dimensional oscillations. Now think of 128-dimension oscillation, superior 1024 white light energy. And this is what I'm covering these evil energies with. Now I can transform them after I've covered them into something positive, release them to the universe to disperse harmlessly. Wow. So you're doing this work daily to cleanse different people, different places situations in the world and 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 as well as your you your wife your dogs etc etc yeah for instance um the chinese satellite that came over that we shot down there's a negative energy in that satellite a really nasty negative energy that was broadcasting down to the earth. And I was able to find all of those and delete them. So there's a number of satellites that have been broadcasting evil energies that I have deleted. Mm. So I look for the energies in people and then where do they come from? And then I follow those energies as far as they'll go. Sometimes I can't find anything, but oftentimes I'll find a energy source and I'll be able to go after it. And so sometimes if you like, if you're, if you're working on like kind of a common person, it might be in a lower realm, but then there would be other people that are connected to higher forms of this dissonance slash evil. Well, what normally I have to do is to, get rid of the lower energies. Once they're gone, then I go back and look at some higher energies. Now, some people, for instance, you are clean. I have been checking you for several months and you're as clean as a whistle, but I'm not, I'm, I'm a garbage dub. <laughs> and so I go through and find these energies and get rid of them. And uh, Part of the problem is these energies are smart. They can block. They can hide, uh, they can shift. So when I'm trying to get rid of them, I get rid of them and the next day they're back. Well, they're mm. shifting to my dog. They're shifting to the couch. They're shifting back. They're shifting to my wife. And that's where I get into the find them and bind them. 
And then I got to look at where they are and get rid of all of them in one sitting. Mm. And it used to be years ago, you know, I, I was deleting out 10, 20 of them at a time. Now I'm deleting out 100,000 of them. A lot of these energies are not very powerful, but they come in phenomenal numbers. And when combined, they're nasty. Almost sounds like you have friends in high places that are probably directing them to you because you're the guy who can handle them. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that part-time slash full-time job that I get assigned to that no one gives me any money for. <laughs> well, I got the same feeling. I don't, you know, I don't charge for what I do. I have been told I'm not supposed to charge for what I do. I don't do, you know, anybody beyond my little group that I deal with. Because, you know, if I put, you know, like Raymond Grace, if I put myself on the Internet, oh, all these people will be showing up wanting me to heal them. And problem is I got to have contact with them. Mm -hmm. And then I got to see them again and see them again and see them again over a period of years to gradually clean these energies out. It sounds like it was all designed that way because there's some of the heroes of the world that are invisible, not known very well. And it, it, it doesn't matter if they get credit for it or they're kind of incognito. They're still doing significant work. And, uh, and, and we just put that out to the audience about just remember that, uh, of what you give to others and give to the greater good and greater consciousness does matter. And you're, you're probably being noticed in other realities, other higher realms, as, as you are, Peter, that um, you're functioning in 34 dimensional levels, if not higher. And before you respond to that, I need to do our uh, message that this is becoming quantum conscious. And uh, this is Bart Sharp, and we're on United Public Radio and UFO Paranormal Radio Networks and um, UPRN. And we are being seen on Roku, Facebook, YouTube, and other uh, platforms all around the world. And I'm beginning to stutter a little bit because when you're around Pete, and I'm sitting like really close to him, uh, you start getting higher and higher in this realm. And yet he's very empirical with this stuff. But let me tell you, those of us who are more psychic are always kind of woozy around him. Um, I don't, I don't always get that, but that's how it is. So we are with Peter Craig and the show is Transform Transformations, Transformative Healing. Uh, in the higher realms of God. And so uh, when you talk about the assignment that you have every day or uh, a checklist, that's the word, what's that like? Can you share a little bit about what you do as personal work? Um, 
Oh, let's see, for instance, we'll take the case of this child that is, um, how shall we say, mentally challenged. <laughs> She's a two-year-old in a 13-year-old body, and she has... Well, let's make this clear. She doesn't... Nobody can really determine what her IQ is because she hasn't been able to find a communication expression to express what she actually knows. Well, I can douse it. That's the, that's the beautiful thing. I can douse what it is. But she is, her spiritual level is so damn high, it is ridiculous. It makes me look like a little, you know, wimp on the floor crawling around. <laughs> But she is not really in touch with her body. And as I have worked with her, I have cleaned out um, various energies. Uh, for instance, I can define what they call what I call God energies. These are spirits, entities, demons, and they have a basic frequency from zero to ten. There are what I call false demons that they have a frequency from two to ten. There is a really nasty, false demon that runs a frequency of negative nine. There's an antimatter frequency that runs a negative 11. And so I go through and check each one. One of the things I came up with recently was uh, I'm dowsing through, I'm dowsing through curses. Um, and when you see a curse... You just take your dowsing and unwind it. No. No? No. You don't do no. this? No. What do you no. do? Sorry. I get rid of it. Well, let, let me let me go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry you she had a curse. And then one of the things I also go into is there's, you know, past, future, present lives. And there's also DNA ancestors. And I got a hit on DNA ancestors. And I got a hit on uh, curses. And so I went to the DNA ancestors and I go, you know, one, two, three, four lives back. And I'm, I got nothing. I come back and I go one life, two lives up. I got someone. Is it male or female? It's a female. It's the grandmother. Wow. And I got rid of, you know, See, in the olden days, oh, it's, you know, that's, I would start deleting there. But now I define how many energies has she <coughs> put into that grandchild. Mm. And I got rid of them, you know, fine, bind, cover, you know, delete. So this would be negative energies of her, of her ancestors. Yeah. And if you cleared them to where they're no longer in her body, she is more clear and more powerful. Is that, is that what you're trying to tell what me? What I do is I clear the grandparent and it travels down. Because oh. when you're dealing with the astral world, there is no time. So I can go back 30, 40, 50 generations and I can clear that energy out and it'll follow down to the present. And, and, and either you're unwinding on your pendulum or you're winding and you in that kind of your pendulum really determines which direction it goes. 
Is that is am I getting that right? Yeah. All right. Okay. And, and then after that, I came in and I looked at the curses. You know, if you just did all I had to get the rid of the curse, well, that's fine. But the next day they're still they're still there. The next day wow. they're still there. Then I got smart. How many curses? One, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred, two hundred, back to a hundred, a hundred and one. So I delete it. The unfortunate thing is now I can delete them all out at one sitting where three to four years ago I had to go through and delete out each one. It takes an obsessive personality to do it that way. I used to declare entities similar with a, with a different tool. <laughs> and they would be stacked upon each other in this big stacked area, creating, you know, like taking all of that power into one entity that was attached to the person and causing all kinds of turmoil in their life, maybe making them numb or creating an injury or sustaining an injury. And I would do it one at a time like that. It was nuts. Yeah. So we, we learn more efficient ways, but also, at least in my experience, is that you become more powerful enough to do that. And the only way you do that is through practice. Well, there, yes, but there is one of the laws that says the more you use something, the better you get. There's also the converse. You don't use something, the harder it is to get back. Mm. And so the more I practice in deleting out these individuals, the more sensitive I become. So I got rid of the curses, then I discovered that there was an antimatter energy in the astral realm i got rid of them you know so there's i think there's almost 30 um energies that i check for to get rid of them and some of them get weird i'm talking of no polarity i'm talking of no they're not matter they're not anti-matter i don't know what they are but the beautiful thing is i don't have to i define them you know so you ask in your uh, in your with your pendulum, is this beneficial for the person or not, or something like that? Well, uh, when you get up into the God realms, I don't need permission. When with when you're dealing with these higher energies, wherever I find them, I go get them. Now, when you're dealing with the lower energies, I always ask, do I have permission? Mm. And then I have, you know, discovered trying to help people that, what is it, one of them was a drunkard and got in an accident. And so I cleaned all the energies out of him. He was fine for three months and relapsed. And I'm going, why am I doing this when he wants to be a drunkard? <laughs> Good question. When we think of this little girl, because I, 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 I feel it's a little bit incomplete. There's a lot that her story can benefit with the audience. Um, and my own perception, because I perceive into people's bodies and feel their vibrations. And she was she's one of the highest vibrations that I've experienced. Um, you know, and I've worked with uh, special needs children as a teacher, and I would 
perceive into children. And some of the children with autism would be these highly expanded people, but yet they cannot function in a, in a, in a way that they could ever be independent, so to speak. Uh, but this little girl is soft like a ascended master, like somebody like Amachi or Ama the Hugging Saint is what people call her. She has that type of expansion. She's totally unique. And would it be correct to say that somebody that is that expanded and going into these higher realms, because she would be um, having a vibration that it would extend out into the higher realms, her awareness may be even going out there, but it also makes her susceptible to dissonance or evil energies. Is that, am I getting that right? Yep, some of it. Her higher energy protects her and it protects her mother and it protects um, the brother and her energy actually protects me. Mm. But she's just not fully aware of what's going on in the physical. And that's the thing is I, I douse, you know, her and I douse all of the mental processes, the various parts of the brain, forebrain, high brain, midbrain, cerebellum. And I'm seeing those energies starting to develop in her physical body just recently, which to me is very encouraging. It is. That's wonderful. Um, because this little girl has a lot to offer. And through the work of you and another friend of ours, uh, Melinda, you know, we were beginning to realize what a special gift she is. And, and that was a mystery for many years for the family. Um, so when we talk about the higher realms, is there something that we've missed so far? Because we have about mm, 10 minutes or so in the show. And I, I want to also talk about the tear and the veils before we finish. Uh, but is there anything else that we want to talk about with the higher realms? No, I think we're good. Okay. I'd just like to say one of the things that I found in reading your notes is about the eloquent. Is that, am I saying that El, right? Yeah. Uh, just the Elohim. Elohim. And they're highest forms of angels. Is that a good way to describe well, it? Well, the, technically, the God of this physical astral realm is an Elohim. And below him are Jesus and the Holy Spirit. The they changed over when Jesus was born and they and they've changed over again just recently because we've gone from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. At least that's what my pendulum shows. Uh, when this occurred, we got a new Elohim in that is more pro-reactive instead of basically neglecting us. And he's trying to bring more energies forward. But Elohim is, well, there are 31 dimensions in this particular earth location. And the other 10 Elohims 
are working on the other 30, or the other, what is it, uh, 31 dimensions. Mm -hmm. This dimension has a particular problem because we have all the damn negative energies in it. And so we have a lot of messenger, a lot of, I should say, watchers trying to manipulate all of that. But the essentially the Elohim is the god of this um, astral world, the spiritual world, as we say. So the highest forms, which is something I, since I've met you, I've been starting to activate and summon those energies into my body and bring in, it's, it's like one of the highest sources of white light. Uh, it's totally, I, I'd say it's pretty harmless to invite them in and meditate and bring those vibrations into your body. But it's a win-win because you just get nothing but light. Uh, this Elohim is basically the Christian God. Mm. That's who that is. It's, it's, He's God of this world. And now one of the things I need to mention is we live in an imperfect uh, lower realm world with a lower realm God. And think on that a while. If mm -hmm. we were in a higher realm, there would be no evil. So when you think of what could be and why doesn't this happen and why you know, what could be, you're talking about the higher vibrational energies in the physical dimension. So, so this takes us to probably the next part. How does the lower vibrational influence people to make, you know, choices that are dualistic, that are have polarity, that you know, they jump into blaming or aggression or pity or shame. You know, how does that work? How, how are people influenced to do such things? Uh, it's very subtle. Uh, they basically, the, the uh, mass media is encouraging it. Uh, and they're throwing out this negative energy and what they're broadcasting when the people start getting polarized between the right and the left and between Christians and Jews and Hindus and all of that, they're absorbing that energy and they're allowing more energy to come into them. And this is what causes the problem. They think that what they do and feel is real, but there's this little voice in the back of their head saying, did you hear about such and such? Did you know he did this? Did you know he did that? And yet he's supposed to be a good leader. You know, all of the leaders up there are corrupt. And yes, yes, they're all human. And um, so one of the things that when you go into that type of mindset, you kind of leave yourself susceptible to attracting entities and spirits from other realms and realities that are, Dissonance or evil, evil, is that correct? Yes. And that's part of what you do is clean that stuff up. Find them and bind them, get rid of them. That's what being an exorcist is about at a lot of different levels. Yes. Yeah, and so that's part of why it's on your list. And you told me that there was like a tear in the fabric of the veils. Can you just kind of 
the, Explain that. The way that this universe works is, well, one of the, the laws of nature is you have polarity. So you have a positive side and you have a negative side. And there is a veil and it's just a, used as a, uh, you know, it's not a building structure, but there's a veil there that separates. And somehow that veil got torn. And when the torn veil occurred, then all of the demons and entities of God came in. Now, I don't know whether that was the, you know, when they rebelled against God, uh, there are some thoughts by some people that that is the, uh, I guess one of the original sins is when they mm -hmm. went and went to the daughters of women. Uh, but I don't worry too much about the past. I worry about the presence and Basically, you know, with what I do, the demons and entities pretty much stay away. And because I terminate them, I'm not a nice person. So I deal with all the higher, higher energies, although the, the uh, demons and entities are starting to show up right now because of the earth changes. Yes, it is that opportunity. And, and the more that we react in fear to the unknown about all the changes that are happening as we go into the age of Aquarius, which should only be natural that you're gonna have a lot of changes. And if we could just look at them with curiosity instead of fear, we would be on the road to having a stronger psyche. So we're, we're better protected. But also it really, you know, what you said is, is there's a great lesson that be careful on who you hurt. Be careful in what you say in your actions that you are not creating a little tear in the fabric of your own universe, for lack of better words. It does matter. The, the negative karma that you generate by what you do and what you think will come back to haunt you. And this gets into another aspect of reincarnation. It may not get you on this life, but if you were a child abuser, a wife abuser, your next reincarnation is going to be a female with an abuser parent. Mm. So it all comes around. So I got to ask this question. Um, when you, uh, if you were a person that knew that you did something that hurt another person, and, you know, you could intellectually understand that, but you're going, I still got this kind of this thing wrong in my gut or in my heart or something. Energetically, you could start using your, your, your pendulum to start unwinding that. Forgiving yourself for that. Yeah. And you could use this as well mm -hmm. uh, to start releasing that. Mine's going in a. Yeah, that's supposed to. Unwinding way right now. Hmm. Yep. I guess I'm unwinding a relationship. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about somebody that I, I, I have some issues with. Uh, the whole thing about no matter how expansive you get, you still have imperfections and flaws. And, and that's what you do is 
exercise that energy out. You, yes. you heal the tears, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're coming to the end of our show. And um, I want you to think about a question as I do my last uh, announcements. And that, that question would be like, what advice do you give to people? And where do you see the direction of the world? Those are two questions. Oh, and I'll, I'll let you pick on. You just think about that and you just take your shot. I'll let you, I'll let you just go with it. I'll shut up. But before I shut up, I'd like to say that my name is Bart Sharp and our guest is Peter Craig, uh, who is an exorcist using dowsing. And uh, the title of the show is Transformative Healings in the Higher Realms of Our Gods. I hope I got that right. And you are on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 107.7 and 105.3 out of New Orleans, Louisiana, on Roku, Facebook, YouTube, and various other um, platforms. And uh, I, I just want to thank you for being on the show today, Craig, because it's just been great. What words of wisdom can you give the uh, audience? Words of wisdom is when you think negative thoughts and you do negative things, you generate karma. And this karma accumulates in your body and it may cause automobile accidents, illnesses, etc. The other thing is when groups of people have bad karma, as in I want this person for president versus this person, they're generating negative karma. The problem is that goes to the earth. And the only way the earth can get around that karma is guess what? Fires, floods, tornadoes, cold weather. All of that is a response to negative karma. If we get rid of these negative energies individually, those things will go away. Our weather will return to normal instead of all of these extremes. Wow. That's a really profound word of wisdom. Uh, thanks again for being on the show, Peter. And, You're welcome. Uh, it's been fun. And we'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs>